Welcome to Credit Union Joe is Disrupted with Josh. Today we are joined by Brian Scott, Chief Growth Officer with PSCU. Welcome, Brian. All right, let's learn three things about you real quick. We need to know, what's your favorite food? Dutch letters, baby. I, nice. I can eat those Pella Dutch letters all day. Nice. Favorite movie? Uh, if Jason Bourne is on TV, I cannot turn the channel. So I'm going to go with Jason Bourne. Solid, solid choice. And if you weren't helping make the credit union difference, what would you be doing? You know what I'd love to do is I, there's people that their whole job is sailing other people's boats. Like if, if somebody sails to Hawaii and they don't want to sail their boat back, that's what I want to do. I want to sail their boat back and do that for a living. That'd be great. That sounds that's pretty right. good. That's, a, that's a, actually an awesome way to live, I think. Thank God for Brian's answers because the questions have been a little bit weak thus far, so I hope they step up a little. Yeah, you know, that's that, I'm going to try. Thank okay. you, Josh. All right. So uh, for, let's start. For everyone playing the game at home, can you help us def uh, define digital payments? Digital payments. Well, I'm going to take a non-traditional definition of digital payments because I think the traditional one doesn't make a lot of sense. I think there's four ways that people pay digitally. One of them is the one you're probably most familiar with, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, Google Pay, all those different pays. And that's probably what most people think of from a digital payment. There's P2P, so I think of Venmo as a great example. Uh, I'm paying Josh because he bought beers. Who am I kidding? Josh never pays for beers. So uh, anyway, using Venmo like that to pay people back and forth. Then there's online. I, I buy something on Amazon. It, I'm making that payment digitally online. Most people don't think of that truly as a mobile payment or a digital payment. And then there's another one that is becoming more common, paying with reward points. So as an example, redeeming reward points at the point of sale, taking your phone and a barcode and scanning it uh, and paying for whatever goods and services that way. So I kind of think of those four things as different digital payments. I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Sorry, Joe. I mean, broad question. Great, nice. Uh, but I. What I don't get. Help me out with this though on the digital payment side. So, uh, wh why is this? Why is this? If I grab my wallet, why is this? I pull it out and I give the card to somebody, or I put it in, or it's already stored on my phone or in my computer. Why? Why is this need to be replaced? I don't get it. Like, why is this difficult? Like, I just pulled it out. This. I gotta. Oh, face ID is not working. Nope, it's working. No, it's not working. There we go. Now I'm going to pull up the app Then I get the app to show up and then I'm going to get, how is that faster? I don't get it. Like, to be honest, sometimes I've been behind people paying like with Apple pay or whatever. And I feel like I they're, they're writing a GD check. You know what I mean? Somebody gets in line and get coupons and a check. I don't even want to be behind them. So I, I don't get it. Like, I know there's a lot of talk about digital payments, but I'm struggling to understand how, how does this become irrelevant and why? Hey, Joe, pause the video because I want to write down his card number for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna there it is, right there, Josh. That's, that's Josh's pants. It. I'm not going to blur it out for him. Yeah, it, it saves you in fraud, Josh. So you just proved your no, own. No, but, but honestly, but honestly, you know, well, I don't know. It saves me, but we get into that. But I agree with you. Right. Listen, I, I, I agree. There's many times when pulling your card out of a wallet is no simpler or harder than using a mobile payment. And candidly, if your phone's not working, your battery's dead, whatever, it actually makes it even harder. So it's not at all necessarily because it's easier. Um, I think over time it will be, but right now it's probably not. And so the technology is not there today to make that an easier experience. I don't think 
there are, many people would try and sell you on the idea that a mobile payment's easier. What you I think find is, that's a, is that a frustration though? I'm sorry. Is that ever a frustration though when you're talking to people or uh, uh, other credit unions that there's this idea that I, I got to be all digital. I got to be digital. We got to go digital payments. And then it's like, is there, is there a why behind it? Like, why are they doing that? You know what I mean? I guess I'm kind of getting off the rails and I apologize. But like, if you think about the card and you're sitting here going, okay, so we're just going to focus on the digital payment stream and not the card. But then what if you think about the card? I mean, like, what if you it, think about the personalization? Right, I'm going to mute Josh and let Yim speak. For no, it's, it is all about the card still. It's still all about the card. You're exactly right. It's just a different way to use the card. And really this is catering to whatever portion of your membership and forget about ages because age doesn't matter in how people use your card. Uh, somebody who's 80 may want to use the uh, digital device just as much as somebody who's 20, but it's just creating additional access channels to them using your card because that's ultimately what it's all about is them using your card. Well, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Let's try to keep it keep it narrow. Thanks for taking us in another tangent, Josh. But let's. Uh, how are digital uh, I mean, payments? People aren't going to listen otherwise, are they? I mean, well, I, I'm not going back on mute. Um, <laughs> how have digital payments? Uh, how are they impacting credit unions right now? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll I'll give you two answers. One is the COVID answer, which is a lot of people just don't feel comfortable pulling their card out and touching things. So maybe more people are using digital payments right now because of that. Um, you know, I think there's another aspect and I'll take this too. A lot of focus right now is on P2P. Uh, me paying my babysitter or whoever else, the guy who cuts the lawn or whatever using something like a Venmo. There's a lot of focus on that. And, and as there should be, because it's easier to Venmo somebody money than write a check. And you know, I have that experience all the time with babysitters. Where I think it's interesting is if you look at that P2P space, it's so small. I mean, we're talking really small dollar amounts as compared to all the other transaction activities. So I think it's interesting to see those technologies like Venmo, but when you look at a true financial institution, nobody's gonna make any money off. You're not gonna get profitable off that. It's just a way to, some of your members are going to want to make those payments. How do we help facilitate that? So we get the bigger picture. We get all the rest of their payments. I mean, is that, is that it's like uh, behavioral economics, right? Isn't ever thought of it, right? Macro, micro, uh, people can understand and behavioral economics, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this whole idea like, oh, P2P, P2P. I, I see that too. You go to conferences and you hear so much about P2P. And I think to myself, Jesus, a financial institution, if, if, am I going to put what percentage of focus in the, if I'm talking about a payments focus, if I have 100% payments focus, am I going to put what percentage of focus on P2P versus uh, uh, thinking about, um, you know, what, what, I don't know, what sets you apart, whether it be a, a, a traditional card standpoint. You know, what's crazy is you see stuff like Revolut, right, or, yeah. or, or Mons or whatever, and I watch these people with videos like they're unpacking their damn Disney bands, right, losing their mind over this, and they're unpacking like, a metal card or a leather, does a leather card exist? Maybe there's a leather card, but they're unpacking this, losing their mind. Uh, and I think, should I be, as a financial institution, spending more time thinking about the personalization, behavioral economics surrounding what that card looks, feels, tastes, touch, I don't know, acts like. You want people using your card. That's the bottom line. You want people using your card, whether it's your credit card or your debit card, you want them using your card. The thing is like, P2P Venmo and all those other things. It's if you want to be in the P2P game, 
just go put Venmo on your site, say, hey, we support you using it. Great, people use it, great. What you want is you want people thinking about you and using your card every time they're gonna transact. Heck, load your card into Venmo, that's what you want. You want them using your payment device wherever it is and just making it easier for them to do that. And I mean, you think it, it's like it's like people though if they if they get if they see the shiny thing it's almost like they're tripping over dollars to pick up pennies right so so uh, uh, we'll just talk credit unions how are they screwing up when they're thinking of payments uh, first of all the number one area I see credit unions screw up when they think of payments is they view credit from only a risk perspective it's almost the number one thing I've done a lot of board presentations. The first thing when it gets around to talking about credit cards, the first thing I always hear is not, hey, it's our most profitable lending product. I hear, well, our charge-offs were this, our delinquencies were this, we had this amount in fraud losses, and oh, by the way. And so that's probably the number one area that I see most credit unions have their focus wrong. It should be, how do I get half or more of my members using my card? Because if they're not using your card, they're cheating on you with another financial institution. Somebody else is going to give them that card and they're going to use it. You want them using your card. Doesn't mean you have to have the lowest rates possible on every single card you issue. Price it appropriately, but you want your payment vehicles in your members' wallets and you want them using it. Yeah, I don't know, Joe. I mean, uh, I, I totally agree, but I feel like uh, as the person leading this, you've, you've letting this get off the rails and you started with the payments. I don't, I don't know where you're at on this, if you're thinking about bringing it back or not. I, guess. I am, I'm gonna meet you. Uh, so uh, let's let's go back, let's be a futurist for example, now that we've let Josh walk us down a, a, on a path. Um, what's next for payments? I mean, should a full cashless society be the goal? Like how does, how does that help the member? How does- Yeah, I don't know that you'll ever get rid of cash. I mean, everybody talks about it, but I don't know that you're ever, uh, going to get rid of cash. But being, if I was looking out into the future, I think there's a couple things that make a lot of sense. And these aren't going to be rocket science and, and you're not going to be like, wow. But Visa and MasterCard, if you look, they really have a, a perfectly built infrastructure. Everybody has one of their cards in their wallet. They have technologies in place that go out to every merchant, whether it's an online merchant or a physical location the next logical step is all they have to do is flip a switch to turn on the technology for me through a Venmo-like application for me to pay Josh or anybody else. And now all of a sudden you've got a ubiquitous payment device that's in everybody's wallet and you can use it for everything. The, the only key there is just enabling it in all the ways in which people want to pay. So I think about this, if I want to buy, pick something, a, a a boat or whatever. I may want to put part of that payment on a credit card. I may want to use a loan from the credit union for part of the payment. I want to, may use uh, checking or savings account money that I have. I may want to use reward points for that. And I should be able to pay for whatever it is in the way in which I want to pay for it. Today, it's, it's very single threaded. If I want to buy a boat, I either got to get a loan for the full amount. I got to put the full amount on a credit card. I got to write a check for the full amount. In the future, Joe and Josh, where I see this going is I can choose at the point of sale how I pay for anything. I could go onto an app or whatever it is and say, or think about this, I could just use my card because it's the easiest thing. And then when I get home, say, you know what? I want to take part of this transaction and use reward points. Part of this transaction and put it on my line of credit. Part of this transaction is going to pull from checking or savings. And I have the flexibility to pay for that any way I want to. That See, I think is the future. 
See, and I, I don't disagree that that makes sense. You know, it's funny. Uh, sorry, not to digress, but I will. Is that when you were talking about the idea of, uh, uh, of delinquency on the cards and hearing about instead of, you know, what the real yield is and that, that you should be going 50% of your, of your membership should at least be using your card. Do you th I, I wonder if that's not partially an issue of the whole just credit union mentality from years and years and years going back and thinking, hey, we're a business of thrift. It's like if you're just purely a business of thrift, you're a business that isn't in business any longer. Right. Like your credit unions already changed names probably several times because you've got to still be in the retail market and think. Of I sat in a board planning credit. session with the CEO and uh, we started having that discussion And the board. Somebody on the board said, you know, what's our delinquency or charge off? And the CEO flipped to the next page and he's, yep, still our highest yielding loan product and by a large margin. So until it's not, we're not even going to have that discussion. Yeah, why even bring it up? So you know, your, your idea of being able to pay every which way and, and it's ubiquitous and I can choose or I can move it around, you know, that makes sense to me. But here's a question. Am I wrong in thinking, though, that, that that will be the case and everybody will have it? So you'll just have to have it. So then then I struggle with the idea. Uh, 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 and I, Joe probably wasn't going to bring this up, so I'm bringing this up. I struggle with the idea that says, uh, um, what focus do I need to be putting on uh, uh, um, creating my own either unique identity or brand within whatever product I deliver. Let me give you an example. So we were talking about going to the phone with the car and be able to pay every which way. What about the idea that says, when I go to pull it up, if it's my card, it has an image or it has whatever I am and I already have an image on my card, right? My family or whatever the case is. And it shows up with that same image on my phone. How powerful is that as a differentiator, as a differentiator in consumers, do you think versus making sure you have all the technology in place. We're not, we're not in a business that's too dissimilar from being a commodity business. I mean, the services you provide at Community Choice are not that much different than the services from Chase, City, Wells, anybody. So you being able to create a unique experience around your specific credit union, that's, that's what it's all about. All right. It's not that your service is going to be that much better or your product is going to be that much better than the next community financial institution or mega financial institution. It's what do you do around that that makes it attractive to your specific membership and your customers. I'll just say in general, whether members, customers, if you're talking about a bank doing the same thing, you're competing against the experience that somebody else is providing. And, I'll hear you. Here, take the filter off. Take the, let's take the filter off here now. Hey, you ever have this happen then? Uh, you go out and you, you uh, help set up and provide solutions, payment solutions, card solutions to a financial institution. We're not naming names unless you want to, and then we'll blast it out. But no, not naming names. And then they believe that's it. Like that solution's just now just supposed to magically work. And they don't build anything else of their brand and who they are around it. And then uh, it doesn't work and it's well, your fault, right? It's your fault. Great example. Uh, we did a large promotion for a, a credit union and you know, we did a lot of work around it. And I kid you not, I walked into their branch the next month and we were there to talk about how successful has all this promotion been. And I look around the branch and all I see is auto loan promotions. And you, know, you, you can just hear the tellers talking. Are they talking about, hey, by the way, uh, part of the privilege of you conducting your financial services here is you get our credit card. It's not a, uh, it used to be, do you want fries with that? Now you just get them whether you want them or not. Should be the same thing. It's not, hey, do you want our credit card? No. Every time a member signs up, hey, congratulations, you also get our card. That's a you know, benefit of being a member here. 
Uh, it should be that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, Joe, are you done asking questions? I was going to stop him real quick. I, I really don't want him to get him off the hot seat uh, and have Josh continue to antagonize you. Um, <laughs> especially since, you know, we were talking about digital payments and now we've, we've really just jumped. jumped hey, it's all good. Here, it's all good. Uh, but really, you know, in, in summary, it sounds like really it's about being t ready. It's about, making the unique user experience because you credit union should be focusing on usage and being top of wallet and having the digital payment mix ready so that in the future that they are prepared and have the right technology in place to, to meet the member and how they, uh, how they might want to pay for something. Is that, that's well, my takeaway is if I was wearing a salmon coat, I'd look much better on this podcast. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. We'll have to get you one for sure for at least being here with us. Appreciate the time. I can't say the same for uh, for you, Joe, but Brian, I appreciate being with you. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, up, guys. Him. I'll do it anytime. I love being here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for tuning in. This has been Credit Union Joe's Disrupted with Josh.